1: Welcome back. I'm Tom Laurie. Our guest mentor this week is award-winning entrepreneur and CEO, Sabrina Horn. With only $500 and five years of work experience, she founded the Horn Group, a public relations firm that for a quarter century advised thousands of executives in their companies from the hottest startups to the Fortune 500. She was one of the few female CEOs in Silicon Valley in the early 1990s. Sabrina has learned over the course of her career that integrity is not optional. Over the past few years, she has been focused on this and has a new book out called Make It, Don't Fake It that highlights the why and how behind authenticity being critical for real success in life. Well, welcome, Sabrina, and let's start out by asking what inspired you to do this, to write this book. I know it was a Quite a multi-year effort.
2: Yes, and it's great to be here with you, Tom. Thank you for having me on your show. Uh, I wrote this book because I started to get the feeling that uh, integrity just isn't as important as it should be out there anymore, and uh, that the whole fake it till you make it mantra has really fueled that and accelerated this notion, as you said, that somehow integrity is, is optional. Um, so, fake it till you make it has been baked into society, in business, it's everywhere, it's like air. People fake it, and they don't even know they're doing it. So, from exaggerating the truth on your investor deck, or overpromising what your product can do to a customer, or lying on your resume. Uh, you know, these are all forms of, of faking it. And, and the trouble with that is, is that the truth always comes out. And when it does, you'll be exposed, you'll set yourself back, ruin your reputation. I mean, we've got some amazing examples of, of companies who have faked it recently in a, in a bad way. So I wrote the book, to help entrepreneurs and executives run their businesses with a renewed focus on integrity and to and to resist this temptation to fake it.
1: This uh is also true in life. I mean, it's I mean, business is one thing. It's you know, what we do in life sometimes spills over into business, and what we do in business spills over into life. It would seem Absolutely. to me, I mean, we we're talking about some recent examples. There's some individuals that we could talk about. uh, Bernie Madoff, uh, Elizabeth Holmes, uh, Jussie Smollett, which is a different kind of a faking it. Yes. Uh, but, but what, um, how did this thing get started? Because I've been around a number of years and I have seen this, you know, fake it until you make it rather than make it and then don't even bother faking it. But how did this all get started?
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, so the mantra itself, um, is rooted actually in in cognitive behavioral therapy. In, in the 1920s, there was a psychotherapist named Alfred Adler, and he came up with this notion of acting as if, which is which is a wonderful way of helping people overcome their insecurities. Like if you don't feel confident, you pretend that you have those qualities you want to exude until you practice them that they become a habit Uh, what happened then in more modern times was that uh, there was a case actually um, against a company that had a pyramid scheme of selling fake uh, experiences if, if you will and in the court documents was the phrase the actual phrase fake it till you make it, because that's what the company told its salespeople to do. Since then, it's just mutated through social media and pop culture. There was even a TV show called fake it till you make it that was in in pilot mode and had uh, eight episodes, but it it never made it to uh, prime time. So, you know, now it's basically, as I said, it's like air, people have taken license with it. And if you listen to the words, fake it, till you make it. It's basically saying, giving people permission to lie in order to get ahead.
1: Well, from my perspective, I think faking it and lying is a systemic problem, uh, unfortunately. But how how do you differentiate between faking it and lying? Because there are nuances to all of this
2: yes well i mean there's good faking it right which is what i just described the sort of the acting as if to help yourself or visualizing yourself in a situation or dressing for success these are all you know ways of of self-help you cross the line into faking it in a bad way, when you start to do and say things that are at the expense of others for personal gain, so exaggerating the truth, as I said, distorting reality, not dealing with reality, and sticking your head in the sand or pretending the problem doesn't exist, uh, all the way off, you know, to the deep end, like with our friends Bernie and uh, and Elizabeth, they're off the charts. And trust is
1: really at the heart of the issue, isn't it? I mean, it's yeah. building trust and what you're doing is destroying trust.
2: Yeah, I mean, your trust is everything. Trust and honesty and integrity are the foundations of a business and, and a relationship. Um, you can't have a long-term sustainable business or a successful marriage for that matter, if it's not grounded in honesty and and integrity and trust. (laughs) So yes, it it, fake it till you make it flies in the face of leadership and it flies in the face of good marketing um, and long-term success. And you and I had a discussion uh, as we prepped for the
1: show and uh, you're a single parent. I was a single parent and both of us at, in our adult years have been out in the, world of dating.
2: Yes. And
1: I learned from personal experience, there's a lot of faking it out there in relationships when you're trying to get to know other people.
2: Yeah, well, you know, of course, I mean, you're on your best behavior. And, you know, I, I did that when I was in my late 20s. I dated a guy who was a startup entrepreneur. And I, I so wanted to impress him. And he invited me to go skiing. And I said, "Oh yeah, I can. You know, I'm a you know double black diamond skier. You know, take me anywhere." <laughs> and uh, you know, we got to the top of the mountain. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> so uh, I didn't make it with him. And uh, it, yeah, the relationship didn't didn't go beyond that that mountain.
1: <laughs> well, we've all had some experiences like that. Well, we're going to come back in a few minutes with our guest mentor, Sabrina Horn. Award winning entrepreneur and public relations executive, and author of Make It, Don't Fake It. The Mentors is now in its fifth year. Make sure you don't miss future shows. Subscribe at our website, thementorsradio.com. That's thementorsradio.com. This is Tom Laurie, and you're listening to The Mentors
3: Radio Show. Hi, I'm the executive producer of The Mentors Radio Show. Usually I'm behind the scenes, but I want to tell you about something special. If you're an entrepreneur like me, you need steady energy and focus The demands of business, not to mention important time with family and friends, make steady energy so important. With more than 1 million fans, 1 million fans, I'm not alone in recommending Bulletproof. Go to feelgreat.vip. That's VIP, like very special person. feelgreat.vip to learn more.
4: Better life, better business. Hi, I'm Christoph Naur. I'm a certified business and life coach helping business owners increase productivity, profits, and improve personal life. I'm the founder of balance six money, health, relationship, time management, self-improvement, and higher power. I coach business owners to work smarter, not longer, to have time for better personal life. I hold you accountable for making time available to balance six, to nurture yourself and your relationships, and making more money with less stress. Get off the hamster wheel, and I will show you the secrets to real success. In case you're wondering about my accent, I came from Switzerland more than 30 years ago, but I assure you my coaching will be in excellent English. Visit our website at balance6.biz. That's balance6.biz. And now, back
0: to the mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business.
1: Welcome back. I'm Tom Laurie. Our guest mentor this week is award winning entrepreneur and CEO, Sabrina Horn. With only $500 and five years of work experience, she founded the Horn Group, a public relations firm that for a quarter century advised thousands of executives in their companies from the hottest startups to the Fortune 500. She was one of the few female CEOs in Silicon Valley in the early 1990s. Sabrina has learned over the course of her career that integrity is not optional. Over the past few years, she has been focused on this and has a new book out called Make It, Don't Fake It that highlights the why and how behind authenticity being critical for real success in life. Well, welcome, Sabrina. And let's start out by asking what inspired you to do this, to write this book. I know it was a quite
2: a, a multi-year effort. Yes. And it's great to be here with you, Tom. Thank you for having me on your show. Uh, I wrote this book because I started to get the feeling that uh, integrity just isn't as important as it should be out there anymore. And uh, that the whole fake it till you make it mantra has really fueled that and accelerated this notion, as you said, that somehow integrity is, is optional. Um, so fake it till you make it has been baked into society, in business, it's everywhere, it's like air. People fake it and they don't even know they're doing it. So from exaggerating the truth on your investor deck or overpromising what your product can do to a customer or lying on your resume. Uh, you know, these are all forms of, of faking it. And and the trouble with that is, is that the truth always comes out. And when it does, you'll be exposed, you'll set yourself back, ruin your reputation. I mean, we've got some amazing examples of of companies who have faked it recently in a in a bad way so i wrote the book to help entrepreneurs and executives run their businesses with a renewed focus on integrity and to and to resist this temptation to fake it
1: this uh is also true in life i mean it's i mean business is one thing it's you know, what we do in life sometimes spills over into business and what we do in business spills over into life. It would seem Absolutely. to me, I mean, we were talking about some recent examples. There's some individuals that we could talk about. Yes. Uh, Bernie Madoff, uh, Elizabeth Holmes, yes. uh, Jussie Smollett, which is a different kind of a faking it. Yes. Uh, but yeah. but what? Um, how did this thing get started? Because I've been around a number of years and I have seen this you know, fake it until you make it rather than make it and then don't even bother faking it. But how did this all get started?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, so the mantra itself um, is rooted actually in, in cognitive behavioral therapy. In, in the 1920s, there was a psychotherapist named Alfred Adler, and he came up with this notion of acting as if. Which is which is a wonderful way of helping people overcome their insecurities. Like if you don't feel confident, you pretend that you have those qualities you want to exude until you practice them, that they become a habit. Uh, what happened then in more modern times was that uh, there was a case actually um, against a company that had a pyramid scheme of selling fake uh, experiences, if, if you will. And in the court documents was the phrase, the actual phrase, fake it till you make it, because that's what the company told its salespeople to do. Since then, it's just mutated through social media and pop culture. There was even a TV show called fake it till you make it that was in, in pilot mode and had uh, eight episodes, but it, it never made it to uh, prime time. So You know, now it's basically, as I said, it's like air. People have taken license with it. And if you listen to the words, fake it till you make it, it's basically saying, giving people permission to lie in order to get ahead.
1: Well, from my perspective, I think faking it and lying is a systemic problem, uh, unfortunately. But how... How do you differentiate between faking it and lying because there are nuances to all of this?
2: Yes well I mean there's good faking it right which is what I just described the sort of the acting as if to help yourself or visualizing yourself in a situation or dressing for success <clears throat> these are all you know ways of, of self-help You cross the line, into faking it in a bad way. When you start to do and say things that are at the expense of others for personal gain. So exaggerating the truth, as I said, distorting reality, not dealing with reality and sticking your head in the sand or pretending the problem doesn't exist uh, all the way off, you know, to the deep end, like with our friends, Bernie and, uh, and Elizabeth, they're off the charts. And
1: trust is really at the heart of the issue, isn't it? I mean, it's yeah. building trust and what you're doing is destroying trust.
2: Yeah, I mean, your trust is everything. Trust and honesty and integrity are the foundations of a business and, and a relationship. Um, you can't have a long-term sustainable business or a successful marriage for that matter if it's not grounded in honesty and and integrity and trust. (laughs) So yes, it, it, fake it till you make it flies in the face of leadership and it flies in the face of good marketing um, and long-term success. And you and I had a discussion
1: uh, as we prep for the show and uh, you're a single parent. I was a single parent and both of us in our adult years have been out in the, world of dating.
2: Yes. And
1: I learned from personal experience, there's a lot of faking it out there in relationships when you're trying to get to know other people.
2: Yeah, well, you know, of course, I mean, you're on your best behavior. And, you know, I I did that when I was in my late 20s. I dated a guy who was a startup entrepreneur, and I, I so wanted to impress him. And he invited me to go skiing. And I said, oh, yeah, I can, you know, I'm a, you know, double black diamond scare, you know, take me anywhere. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we got to the top of the mountain. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> so uh, I didn't make it with him. And uh, it, yeah, the relationship did, didn't go beyond that that mountain.
1: <laughs> well, we've all had some experiences like that. Well, we're going to come back in a few minutes with our guest mentor, Sabrina Horn award-winning entrepreneur and public relations executive and author of Make It, Don't Fake It. The Mentors is now in its fifth year. Make sure you don't miss future shows. Subscribe at our website, thementorsradio.com. That's thementorsradio.com. This is Tom Laurie, and you're listening to The Mentors Radio Show.
6: BetterCreditDeal.com.
7: balance6.biz. And now, back to The Mentors,
0: where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business.
1: Welcome back. This is Tom Laurie, and I'm with award-winning PR executive Sabrina Horn, who's been a key advisor to thousands of executives and their companies. Sabrina, in your book, you talk about something you created called the FACOMETER. (laughs) <laughs> What's about your fakeometer,
2: yeah, yeah. You know, when I was writing the book and thinking about all the different ways that people fake it, I had to put it in buckets, and so I created this continuum called the the fakeometer, and organized them from innocent to awful, criminal, and everything in between. So you start off with acting as if on the left, which is innocent and in a form of self help. Uh, then you cross the line to faking it when you're exaggerating the truth, you know, you're talking about your technology to an investor and you know, it's really not going to ship when you said it would. And that technology is, not really quite there yet, but that's how you're faking it. Um, minimizing the truth, selective truth telling, which is terrible. This is where you're actually telling the truth, but leaving out certain facts. This was the, uh, the case with the Boeing Max aircraft, and then what I talk about uh, ostrich lies, which is not really lying, but it's when you're overwhelmed facing a crisis and you stick your head in the sand and pretend that the whole thing will just go away and get better. So that's faking it because you're not dealing with reality. And then, of course, off the charts are uh, you know people gaslighting and outright fraud and deception.
1: And. <clears throat> One of the things that struck me is that so much of this is just fear-based, fear of being found out, mm-hmm. fear of losing your job, fear of whatever, fear of not feeling worthwhile. I mean, fear is really the, uh, it seems to me, the core issue. Is Would you agree? Yeah.
2: yeah it's, I call it the FUD factor. Fear, uncertainty, and doubt. We are afraid of what we don't know. And so in order to conquer this, you have to really dial into what exactly are you afraid of? Go out and acquire a bias for seeking information. Know what is unknown. I like to do something called disarm fear and organize risk, which is all based on going out and getting information, talking to people, and pulling apart all your risks and figuring out, okay, what's the worst thing that could happen to me right now? if A, B, or C happens, and coming up with a plan for how you'll recover. In that way, you can somehow straddle the middle and hope for the best, as my father used to say, hope for the best, plan for the worst.
1: There was a professor at Santa Clara University named Andre Delbec. And Andre Delbeck was the dean of the business school or the MBA program at uh, Santa Clara. And what he did, which was fascinating, is he had people note what their greatest fear was. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And then he had them go out and live it.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: So if you were afraid of being homeless, he had them go out and work with homeless people. He he had a whole range of things for people to go out and live it in some fashion. Sometimes you can't do it completely, but to really understand, to, to embrace what it's really all about and why. why they were so afraid. I mean, it's, you, you don't want to be there, but the question is you can work through it.
2: Yes. I, and I love, I love what he did. I think that's fabulous. Uh, You you have to disarm the fear and organize the risk and you don't have to have all the answers, but you need just enough so that you sometimes getting success is just getting to tomorrow, you know, and that's okay. A strategy can unfold in real time.
1: And the old phrase, one day at a time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Take it one day at a time.
2: Right, because reality uh, is uh, is unfolding. You know, every day it changes every day. So you you can't set it and forget it. it doesn't work that way.
1: Well, I'll tell you, uh, you have had an impact already on my life. I, I'm in a startup, and I have a very difficult situation that I'm dealing with. Uh, typical. It's a startup, the roller coaster ride. You know that. And I was struggling with it over the weekend. And as I was uh, preparing and doing my homework uh, for the show, I just said, Hey, you know, I got to do X, Y, and Z now. So I stopped the prep did X, Y, and Z Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, faced it head on and did what I had to do, which was uh, hard and took some courage. I would say, Uh, I think all of us like to think we're courageous, but sometimes we're not. But The rest of the day, I lived with that burden off of my shoulders. And I got to tell you, I slept great last night and (laughs) I had a very positive response by attacking the problem directly. Not that I was going to skirt it, it was a question of when was I going to do what I needed to do. And I kept pushing it off, hoping that some new piece of information was going to come across that would uh, cause me not to have to deal with it. But I, I want you to know you had a big impact on my life in the last 24 hours. So.
2: Well, I'm glad I made your weekend better and that you slept well. That's <laughs>
1: great. <laughs> You're listening to the Mentors Radio Show. This is Tom Laurie. We're with award-winning CEO and author Sabrina Horn, and we're discussing her new book, Make It, Don't Fake It. Let's uh, shift gears a little bit and talk a little bit about you.
2: Um, what What's your story? <laughs> well, my story is a only child of two German immigrants. Um, I think their entrepreneurial spirit and survival instincts um, fed me and fueled my desire to hang up my own shingle when I was 29 years old in the early nineties and uh, started my company, ran it for 24 years and then decided I needed to land that bird at some airport and uh, sold the business to Finn Partners (laughs) <laughs> which is a global marketing firm. I worked there for three years and ran their tech practice, and then decided um, to. I uh, finished my earnout and decided to take some time to think about what was next, which is this book that we happen to be talking about. And how is it going with the book? Well, yesterday uh, I looked online, you know, at the rankings, and it and it hit n- the number one new release. In the category of business ethics books, um, for the Kindle version. So, uh, so I'm just really stoked and proud about that. And uh, publisher ran out of all six thousand copies in the f- first print run, and now we're on the second print run. So, I'm very happy.
1: Congratulations! Thank That's you. quite a quite an achievement in the world of writing, as you know i am a book reviewer and i probably get 10 or 15 books a week so i know there's a lot of writing going on out there Uh, we're going to come back in just a minute i'm with award-winning pr executive sabrina horn we're talking about her book which we just talked about and you can get it on we'll, we'll post it to our website we'd prefer you go through our website so we can get those clicks but uh we'll do that we'll post it on the website remember you can listen to our saturday Broadcasts live anywhere in the world, and this is Tom Laurie, and this is the Mentors Radio Show.
9: Hey, professional business women! I know how busy your life is. To look your best, nails matter. The good news is, I can save you a lot of nasty chemical-smelling nail salon time. Just imagine a perfect manicure in just minutes. At home, even while watching TV. No dry time, no smudges, no streaks, and your new manicure will last up to 10 days, often longer. I'm talking about 100% real nail polish. Yes, real nail polish, including top and base coat, all in one that can gently be stretched for a perfect custom fit. Gorgeous, vibrant colors, soft pastels, gentle glitter, or can't miss designs and nail art. You have options for about $12 a set. You can even get some free. Choose your colors or designs, receive them in about three days. Done. Everything you need is included. Polish easily removes and does not damage nails. Check it out nails4me.com. Nails, the number four, M E.com. That's nails4me.com.
3: Hi, I'm the executive producer of the Mentors Radio Show. Usually I'm behind the scenes, but I want to tell you about something special. If you're an entrepreneur like me, you need steady energy and focus. Here's my secret. I rely on science-backed, high-quality, bulletproof collagen protein and other bulletproof products. My sister told me about it. At feelgreat.vip, you can learn the health journey of bulletproof founder Dave Asprey. Find out what sets these products apart from the rest. Nothing can replace the advice of your medical doctor, but good nutrition can absolutely enhance your mood, energy, and focus like it did for me. The demands of business, not to mention important time with family and friends, make steady energy so important. With more than 1 million fans, 1 million fans, I'm not alone in recommending Bulletproof. Go to feelgreat.vip. That's VIP, like very special person. Feel great dot VIP to learn more.
7: 6.biz And now, back to The Mentors, where
0: remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business.
1: Welcome back. This is Tom Loy. I am with public relations guru Sabrina Horn, who was recently inducted into the PR News Hall of Fame, has received accolades for techno- being a top technology PR agency of the year, Best U.S. employer and has been consistently recognized by PR Week Homes Report and Inside PR as one of the PR industry's most successful entrepreneurs and innovators. And PR stands for public relations for those in the audience that don't understand the acronym. Uh, It's a a very large uh, and and important field. Uh, So what, what does that mean about best company to work for? You created a company. We're going to come to that in a minute. But what what was that all about? What is?
2: Well, I, I wanted to create a company that I myself wanted to work in. I decided that culture was going to be super important. And as a service business, when your product is your people and they walk out of the building every day, you want to make sure they come back the next day. And so um, I I really worked very hard to not only have great benefits, but um, it was extremely important to me that people felt that they could be themselves, that their voices would be heard, and that they could each contribute to, to the mission of, of the business. And that became our brand. That became what people sought us out for. And ultimately, I believe that you know, if your people care a little bit more about your company, then maybe they'll care a little bit more about delivering great results to their customers. So for me, it always began and ended with, with my people. And that was, uh, that was my strategy there.
1: And who are your top role models who had the greatest impact on your life's direction?
2: Oh, well, of course I would say my parents, you know, they're, they, uh, infused me with their entrepreneurial spirit. And my father in particular told me, he said, Sabrina, there is no free lunch in life and you have to make your own luck and create your own destiny. And that that always drove me. Um but over time, you know, I would say that even my kids were people that I looked up to. I became a better CEO because I was a mom uh and learned about empathy and patience and understanding. Um and then various CEOs along the way, I I was always influenced by one terrific man, Dave Duffield. He ran PeopleSoft and many
1: other successful companies. Well, Dave Duffield lives out where I live. And he also has a, another company up and running, as you know, yes, yes. it's very successful. Worked and little did we know it, but when I was doing the prep call with Sabrina last week, I found out I had worked with her dad. Her dad is Christian Horn, who right. is with WR Grace. He was the inventor of Lycra And your mother was an inventor as well. And his, uh, the Grace Horn Ventures, uh, was an investor in one of the companies that I took public. And I had a lot of interaction with her dad. So it's one of the benefits of doing this radio show. I come across these people, and then we get into life, and all of a sudden we find uh, how the dots connect. And it's just been, uh, it was really delightful. We had a nice long conversation about her parents and a special trip. I took to Munich to to present to his investors and had the best sauerkraut I've ever had in my life.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was a family staple. I, I will, I just want to say one correction. He invented the formula that oh. became Lycra okay. and he did not invent the Lycra, but he invented the formula for it. And then Union Carbide sold it to, to DuPont. But um yeah i I just loved that realization that we had when we spoke. It was so meaningful to me. My dad mom and dad have passed on since you know several years ago but um it was that was just such a great realization so how how did your parents i mean there was one thing you mentioned about
1: you make your own luck, but how else did they shape your life? I mean yeah. I, you told me that they kept giving you chemistry books.
2: Yeah. Well, they're both chemists and I didn't like chemistry. So every year they, I put those chemistry sets, stack them up in the closet. And I told my parents, you know, I like communications. I like stitching things together. And I wanted to um, develop this mission to help people be more understood. And technology certainly is one of those things that needs to be understood. It can be scary. Or, uh, you know, a lot of people don't know how to explain what a piece of tech does in the right way. So that, that you know, became my, my mission. And um, uh, they didn't at first completely understand <laughs> my interest in it. And I think they would have loved if I'd been a chemist too, but, but they were supportive uh, of, my, of my plans once I, you know, kind of got it underway.
1: And what is it that drives you and energizes you?
2: Well, uh, I think that changes over time, you know, as you're an executive and you go through different phases. But what, what motivated me then was this notion of building a business and working with great technology companies. And now uh, what drives me and motivates me is putting this message out there that on authenticity matters and fake it till you make it. It uh, just needs to go away, man, because it's the worst business advice ever.
1: And what are the things that you try to avoid?
2: What do I try to avoid? I try to avoid eating dessert every <laughs> week. <laughs> yeah.
1: And what, what, do you th- what, do you, what do you wish you had more time for?
2: Oh, I wish... Um, that's a great question. I wish I had more time... Um for things that I haven't done in a while. Um, like gardening, like cooking. I became a great cook during COVID because there wasn't a whole lot else to do. But um, that's fallen by by the wayside. And uh you mentioned in the book
1: you made a lot, of, you talk about some of them. You made a lot of mistakes. You were young, you didn't have a lot of experience, you started a company. Now let switch gears a little bit and talk about your role as a CEO. What were some of the mistakes and lessons you learned in building a company?
2: Yeah. Well, there's, uh, you know, how much time do you have? Um, (laughs) I mean, look, I faked it too, right? Sometimes I didn't know what I was doing when the internet bubble burst and uh, clients were vaporizing all around me. I was eight months pregnant with my second daughter, Christina, and I had, I stuck my head in the sand. I didn't want to deal with it. And a, an advisor of mine said, Sabrina, you have to protect the financial health of your company. And I'm sorry, but you're going to have to lay some people off. And my, the procrastination and my delay in doing that made the situation even worse for me. Um, and, you know, other examples where I too overpromised uh, to a new business prospect what we could deliver and, You know, can you get me in the Wall Street Journal? Sure. Can you help us implement this huge marketing plan? Yeah, whatever, no problem. And you know, we needed the money. We needed it after the recession; money was tight. Uh, and we lost pieces of that of that deal uh, bit by bit until we lost all of it, along with a chunk of our reputation. So I've done it, done all of that. We're gonna cut the break. You're going to find all of our past shows, show notes, and links to
1: our website at TheMentorsRadio.com, including a link to Sabrina's book. Uh, We're going to come back with our guest mentor, uh, award-winning entrepreneur and CEO in the
4: communications field. This is Tom Lory, and this is The Mentors Radio Show. Better life, better business. Hi, I'm Christoph Naur. I'm a certified business and life coach, helping business owners increase productivity, profits, and improve personal life. I'm the founder of Balance Six, money, health, relationship, time management, self-improvement, and higher power. I coach business owners to work smarter, not longer, to have time for better personal life. I hold you accountable for making time available to Balance Six, to nurture yourself and your relationships, and making more money with less stress. Get off the hamster wheel, and I will show you the secrets to real success. In case you're wondering about my accent, I came from Switzerland more than 30 years ago, but I assure you, my coaching will be in excellent English. Visit our website at balance6.biz. That's balance6.biz.
6: BetterCreditDeal.com. And now, back
0: to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business.
1: Welcome back. This is Tom Laurie, and I'm with award-winning Public Relations Hall of Famer, Sabrina Horn, who has been a key advisor to thousands of executives in their companies. And we're talking about authenticity and faking it. You know, there was a book uh, years ago that I read by David Dottlich, uh, Peter Caro, and Stephen Rinesmith, uh, who are at Mercer, uh, called Head, Heart, and Guts. Hmm. And uh, it's all about IQ, EQ, and then at the bottom line, this gets back to the faking it and making hard decision guts. Uh, and that's the courage you talk about. Right. And where do you think courage emanates from in an individual where, what is it? that springs from something or the lack of.
2: Yeah. Or the lack of it. Um, I don't work courage. I'll speak from personal experience and all the entrepreneurs that I worked with who had the courage to make their ideas come to life. Courage comes from desire to make something better to change the way things are and to use an idea that they've created to see if they can, if they can do that. And it is that resilience and that strength, that conviction that comes from having done your homework from working hard, doing things the right way and making sure your T's are crossed and your I's are dotted that, you know, you might actually have a better than even chance of being successful and you know, courage is like it's like swagger too. You know, if you don't act like you believe in this thing, then why should anybody else? So courage is is a is a wonderful thing. Um, and sometimes I know that when I don't feel the, the confidence, it's because I I, ha- I don't know enough. There's pieces missing, and so uh, I keep my courage in check. <laughs> You also mentioned earlier values because
1: you get into these values, these situations where your values come into play. It's what is, it's like when I made the decision with my kids. Right. Right. So the value, so then it goes back to what is your belief system your values as well.
2: Well, values. I mean, I, I wrote about this in chapter four value, core values are everything. And unfortunately many people in business don't think about them until later and values are the foundation of of, should be the foundation of your business and they should be in your business plan for that matter it is everything that goes into infusing your culture how people talk to each other what you celebrate your behavior bad behavior that you shouldn't display and good behavior and it should be um, infused into every one of your business processes you know, how you talk to your customers, how you take negative feedback, and that all radiates out through your brand. And that it has to, it, it's authentic when it, it is grounded in your heritage and in your values and when you keep the customer experience consistent.
1: And with your years of experience, um, the, the uh, thing about being human yeah, there's this thing I think when we're younger is that we're superhuman and through life and all its up and downs, we start to learn about our humanity, uh, which really opens us up to uh, empathy. Maybe you could just talk a little bit about no one is bulletproof. I mean, that's the swagger, but you can have swagger and still realize you're you're not bulletproof, right?
2: Yeah. Yes. I mean, uh, empathy, humility. <clears throat> these are all superpower traits of leadership and being humble means admitting that you've made a mistake or that, you know, you've messed up this one deal uh, or you forgot to call somebody and and bringing other people into a room to talk about failures as a business or as a team. This creates a learning culture and it um, flattens, it flattens and levels the playing field so that people feel that they, they can freely innovate and talk about mistakes and, and kind of work together to move the whole thing forward. It, it is so important and leaders think that they have to have all the answers. <laughs> but the truth is you just have to have all the questions and have the confidence to, to ask them. And that is, that is leadership.
1: And do you take time out during the day at all for reflection or journaling? Uh,
2: I do not now, uh, but um, back in the day when I was running the business and you know it was go 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 time, I would take five minutes out to kind of do a reset and refresh. I had to, otherwise I just you know you're just a mush mind by the end of the day. So I don't believe in work-life balance. As a state of being, I don't think that exists. But I do believe in finding moments of balance during the day.
1: One last real quick answer to a question. What is that one thread that you see in people that have really found happiness? Passion.
2: Passion for... Their purpose for what they're doing, whether they're a homemaker or a CEO or a founder or a gardener or chef, it's passion.
1: That's great. That's where we're going to finish it and end today's edition. We've been talking to acclaimed PRC. CEO and guru Sabrina Horn. She's got a new book, Make It, Don't Fake It. You can find it on our website. We'll post a link to it, thementorsradio.com. And again, when you're there, make sure you subscribe to future shows. Join us next, next week at the same time for the next edition of the Mentors Radio. Until then, this is Tom Laurie signing off for today. Remember, you can be all you can be and keep the candle lit for all who struggle in the dark.